Morning, everybody. It's 8 o'clock. It's Sunday, the 25th of June. This is the big kickoff. to you. Welcome everybody back to Liffey Sounds here in uh, 96.4. This is the big kickoff for myself and Roy. Good morning, my good sir. Morning, Dave. How do? Not bad, not bad. So, how did the weekend go for you? Weekend, what did we so do? So far. Oh, God, yeah, I went there playing football yesterday. How's the body today? Uh, a bit achy um, <laughs> and again, topped up on the, the the farmer's tan. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm still paying for last week. Are you still paying for last it's, week? It's, I'm at the itchy phase Yeah, now. I'm at that myself. <laughs> The peeling stage yeah. is next, isn't I'm, it? I'm not, it's a good job I didn't go anywhere else or I'd be like a dog dragging myself <laughs> around the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I actually, I'm after topping up another layer, so... Nice. I'm, I'm really... Nice. Do you get a colour or are you just going a, a tolerable shade of red? No, I do get a colour, but I think I get colours on... I think I get colours in places that have always got colours, but if, I, if the other areas that are unknown got it... Okay, moving on. Red. <laughs> 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 See any Glastonbury so far this weekend? No, I have yeah. Radiohead recorded. So uh, good watch man. Watched tonight. a bit of Foo Fighters. Well, I watched all of Foo Fighters last night. They 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 went for it and went for it big time, and the crowd loved it. And he kept going until they physically said enough's enough. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, cracking show. You were telling me about the Jacksons. Yeah, it was shocking. It was basically let's play all the Michael stuff and cream as much money as we can out of these. And then Tito comes out with nowhere. Oh, it's taken me fifty years to um, come up with music and. Uh, have a listen to this one and uh, probably outside with a van or something selling yeah. them afterwards and Jermaine literally thinking he was the rebirth of Michael it was it was seriously uncomfortable yeah no, considering I loved the Jacksons back in the day and I loved Michael Jackson it was cringy it's not it's not the same it's not the nah, same thing nah. I mean when you hear the Jacksons 5 you don't yeah. hear the, they're, they're the back and sinners they're the ones yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah. anyhow so they're, do, they're trying to do a bit of a, a queen. Keep rolling it out. Yeah. Freddie Mercury's voice, you need it. Yeah, and speaking of queen, um, Taylor, I can't think of a surname from the Foo Fighters. He's a massive queen fan. He was really giving a big time. Like, do you remember the way um, he'd do the kind of operatic, ayo, ayo, and the crowd would come yes. back. He was doing a lot of that. And then eventually, at the end, they said, right, come on, come out to the front. And in fairness, he has the foot up on the speaker and he's giving it everything to under pressure. And Dave Grohl went in behind the drums. It was, a, ah, it was brilliant. Yeah. Cracking show. Queens have everything. You know, everyone just wants to be queen. So, are we going to, what is coming up today, my good sir? Well, we have our normal stuff, we have our news <laughs> and our, our back in time and uh, final countdown, but uh, we have Mick and Ed, who are coming in from Escar Boxing, uh, they also work with the IABA, they will be in with us talking about all things amateur boxing, so I'm looking forward to that, to see, yeah. see what the, the struggles are and, and, and uh, the, the benefit from uh, the boxing world. Um, and we will have... It's National Women's Sports Week. Yeah. So we'll have to do a little tiny feature. We're all single ladies. I'm all single. Well, I'm sure more than single ladies play sport. No, just single ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so what's coming up now? What's the big song, mate, to start off? Start off the morning. We are going to have Revelate from The Frames. Revelate. 
nice little start there, huh? Nice little pick-me-up. Now, my good sir, the news, I think we're going to have to go with one and one thing only to start off, and that's the British and Irish Lions. Yeah, well... 30 points to 15. I think most people got up uh, yesterday morning to watch the Lions. Um, Again, I think we talked with with Darren last week that we knew they were going to be up against it. Of course. We knew that if they had a chance, they're probably going to have one chance to win one game. Yeah. As in, Do you think there's enough there to think they could they could make a, a test match? No, it, it, I think it proved that yeah. you're going to have that one game chance and everything has to go yeah, right. It's been near perfect. Yeah, yeah. Because the big difference is, from what I got yesterday, is they're a well-oiled machine that have been with each other for years. British and Irish Lions are somebody that's been... Because you can see the difference. They have the flair and they had the talent, but yeah. it's just that clinical last pass. You could see one or two passes that just hold on to it and go to ground and put it back out but they were oh we must keep going we must get and the lads aren't there well the New Zealand like Kieran Reid the captain remember the one that spilled out of the scrum yeah and he looks like he's down to ground and all of a sudden the ball is up in the air and you're like where did that come from yeah, and yeah. that's where that was the one that Murray, Murray kicked it yeah kind of tapped it but they're in the scrum and he's going to ground to grab the ball but Hooked he, it around. he's not even there he doesn't even know who's there but he yeah. scoops it up and off they went uh, phenomenal I think what you see with them though is with New, with New Zealand and with the Lions and I think in, in any sport Whoever team makes the least amount of mistakes mm-hmm. and takes their chances, yeah, it was massive. They wins games, and and that's exactly how the game. Panned it was out. massive yesterday. You could highlight every try that they scored was from a mistake from the Lions, unfortunately. But there was a highlight. Oh, what a try! Huh? We, you want to give us a little clip? Ah, come on, we we'll give you a clip. Watson to Liam Williams, good step. We need some support. Oh. Maybe, maybe not. Liam Williams. Looking all around, where's that support now? It's come from Jonathan Davis. Now, Elliot Daly, show those wheels. Inside to Davis. Inside and out, it's got to be finished. It is finished. Sean O'Brien. The Tolo Tank. Great try, wasn't it? Ah, it was a great and it was try. one of those tries where you get up off your seat and you go, go on, yeah. go on. Keep and it's one of them that will be remembered regardless. Like, yeah. You know, it was. It was a cracking try from, from end to end. So that, what that showed us was... The, the talent is there. Yeah. Uh, it's the <coughs> cohesion. They just need to get the cohesion yes. together. 100%. And, uh, making mistakes, I can't think of the lad's name at the, for the last try where the, the big Gary Ohm was up in the air and the, one of the Lions fellas went to catch it, went slipped through his arms. I think it was Ben Teo, I think. Was it? And they went on and scored their, their, yeah. their final try. Yeah. Them mistakes are not being made by New Zealand. They don't yeah. make them mistakes. Like as much as... I nearly said Ireland because it was Conor Murray doing most of the box kicking. As much as they did a, a lot of the high kicking to put them under pressure, yeah. New Zealand were well able for it. They were well timed. But it's obvious it's coming. That's the only thing about the Lions. It, you know what's coming with them. And they probably practiced that for the last six months. Yeah. And they were well able and well drilled. And, you know, they just have that bit of blood in their teeth. They're, they're, they're just that bit more vicious, that just bit quicker. Like some of the tackling, it's, it's just, they're just so much fiercer. Than everyone else, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was frightening once or twice. Like you could just see, once or twice, it was like if they flick a switch here, they can do whatever they want. It, it, that's what it looked like at times. But the, the Lions definitely had opportunities. Of course they did. Those, they started off flying, uh, <clears throat> could have could have went to try up after a minute or two. Yeah, and they had opportunities where they were putting serious pressure on, and just you know, decision Final making, passes yeah, or decision holding making. on to it. Like um, was it Tyke Furlong? He was just we were getting into the twenty-two and. There was a pass that wasn't there. Instead of just going to ground and taking it in and just handing it off, he tried to make a pass that wasn't there. Ben Watson was the same, or Anthony Watson. Uh, he broke through in the second half very early 
same thing, looked back and went to give it and just go down, mate, take the tackle and start again, you know, tiny things like that. But, you know, they weren't in the 22 too often. And I think that was what the probably the panic was. We need to make this count and make this count fast because they'll regroup and definitely potentially a bit of nervousness and I'm trying trying to think what the word is, but yeah. the fear factor of New Zealand was really like, we need to always do this quick yeah. and ruthless, but yeah. unfortunately they hadn't got it. The other side of it, <clears throat> when you look at the try that we got, which we just listened to, yeah. which is a great try, uh, we had the conversion after it. Oh. And it's hugely important that you take, and it wasn't the most difficult. No. And that New Zealand had scored a similar one not so long before that. You have to take them yeah. opportunities. Th- those two points are crucial. Eight seven, it's massive. Uh, it's, it's, uh, psychologically, it's, it's yeah. crucial. You yeah. know, I know, and and it was one of them bread and butters. And when you have so many good kickers as well, yeah. maybe that's that's it as well. You've got Sexton and you've got Lee Halfpenny, like two other guys who are lethal. And I, I, I'm sure there's a another, but you know the pressure has to be on you. Um, and it was, it was, in my opinion, it was bread and butter. Yeah, I thought so. It too, was bread and butter, and it makes it makes such a difference. So coming into next week. I think the Irish did themselves. Yeah. O'Brien obviously was the Pierre Armani. I didn't see a hell of a lot. See, this is the, the the side of rugby that the real rugby guys will probably go. Oh, he was unbelievable for sixty minutes. But it's the the dogged work in the yeah. rooks and the malls that maybe I don't capture. But no one seemed to be criticising. But I didn't see kind of the highlight. Like I didn't see any highlight moves from him. Yeah. But no one said anything bad. So he obviously, I'm sure he's done his job. Uh, Conor Murray apparent like was quite strong and solid. Um, although Reese Webb came on, looks he just looks like a bundle of energy. He mightn't have everything that Murray has, but maybe they'll still go with that. That it's put him on a little bit earlier because yeah. he definitely made a bit of a difference and he got a great try in the hole. Um, who else was there? Sean O'Brien. There's one more. Oh, yeah, Tyke Furlong, solid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd say they'll stay. I can't see anyone forcing their way back in. Potentially, Sexton might have a shot. Um, with the whole. Pushing Farrell out to 12. Teo did okay, but you don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd be the only one that could force his way into the starting 15 at this stage. Possibly, yeah. I can't see too much of a change. No. No. Because they didn't... It wasn't that they were destroyed, mm. but they, as you said, a well-oiled machine, the New Zealand yeah. are. And if you're not if you're not up 100% like they are and you're 90% or 85%, yeah. well then... Yeah. You have the perfect day they can do it because yeah. they are good enough. On paper, they're an incredible team. Yeah. That's, why, just, that's why I think... I think what Darren said last week, they could win one. Yeah. But they probably won't win two. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, 100% so. agree. And that'll be a good enough achievement because that's why, I think that's why everyone loves the Lions because it is a difficult task to get them together. There's four different nations coming together. Yeah. So I think that's the beauty of when they win a, te- a test series. It's huge. Yeah. And it's not just because they're playing amazing teams. It's actually a great achievement to do that. Yeah. And you can see the difference. Yesterday is the reason why it's always tough to win it, no matter if you're playing a poor South Africa or a poor Australia. It's tough. You know, so we move on. Um, Ireland had another easy win against Japan. Guy Ringrose again doing his job. Um, he's in flying form. Scotland maybe took their eye off the ball after a great victory against Australia. Were beaten by Fiji, twenty-seven twenty-two. Uh, Italy gave a great game to Australia. That was forty twenty-seven to Australia, and Wales just fell over the line against Samoa at nineteen seventeen. So there's a few of the other ones. Uh, Harrington slipped away last night a little bit in the golf. He shot a one over 71. I think he's eight off Jordan Speed. Right. But uh, it's good to see him in good form, especially with the majors coming up. And well, see, you don't know. When it comes to the Irish Open and when it comes to the British Open, 
they're the kind of courses that he mm. thrives on. Oh yeah, you know, and he has the experience on. So, you know, he's he's not playing bad. No, he's playing relatively decent no. golf. So that it might, he might have a chance in those competitions. Um, but generally, I think he's at his level now where yeah. he is. Isn't he? And McIlroy still has a, a little bit to do. I don't, I'm, 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 I'm not convinced on Rory McIlroy as being. He, I don't. I at the moment, mm. and only at the moment, I don't know if, if he will be a, a Jack Nicklaus or, or Tiger Woods. Yeah. I think. I think he's the best of the rest. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I think he he might turn into these guy, one of these guys who was perfect for four days, and you just think he's back, and then he disappear for a few days. Like Steve Elkington potentially has a point. Maybe he he can get bored. Yeah, you know. And if he's not in and around the business end very early, he could drift away and go. Oh, maybe next week. Oh, maybe next week. Because he's, 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 he's done and dusted, if you know what I mean. And yeah. security wise, yeah, yeah. Now it's about titles, and if he's not involved early, ah, fuck it, next week. Yeah, I think he's the. Zlatan Ibrahimovic of golf. <laughs> he's not quite, he, he's a top player, but he's not quite, you know, Messi or yeah. Ronaldo, that sort of way. So maybe that'll change. Maybe he'll hit a four or five year span now and things will click together, but I'm not seeing it. Dan Evans, know his name well? No. Do uh, Britain's number three tennis player. Oh, I do, yes. Yeah, he creps it. he's after crep, creeping into the world's top 50 and now he, I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but he's failed a drug test for cocaine. He's had a few problems. I looked into it a bit during the week. He's had a few problems over the years. Bit of a kind of a, you know, needs to grow up a little bit. Looks like he has grown up, but now, of course, no, he hasn't. He's Obviously gone and enjoyed himself a bit too much again and it was purely recreational and a whole lot. And I've seen some of his press conference and that's fine, but he's potentially ruined his career he's earned over half a million in the last year alone he's yeah. in great form getting plenty of praise from the likes of Andy Murray and what have you and now that could completely scupper his career and it just goes to show you how easy something simple like having a bit of fun with the gang or the, the lads can ruin your well potentially ruin your career the, the term being a professional mm. it means something it means you need to be on your game for the time that yeah. you're in the game so yeah he could, he could have messed himself up he may not have it, 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 it depends on I think he still have a chance of, course. of redeeming himself. Yeah. But he's going to always be... See, I, I, I don't know how long the ban is, but sure, look at Sharapova. Now, and obviously, she, they probably made certain allowances for her because she is a star. Yeah. But they've set a precedent now, so Evans shouldn't probably get more than six months or a year, and yeah. he could really fight his corner in that sense, going, yeah. well, it's stupid what I did, and it's obvious why I did, but she potentially did a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. So, yeah. come on. Yeah, so well, well, we'll see. Doesn't always work like that, though. Have you got an analyst, my good sir? Yes, um, Paolo Maldini. <sighs> I I seen this during the week, and I <laughs> was said I better write that down somewhere. But this just, I love this man. Unbelievable, isn't and it? And now he's just gone up another notch. Go he's, on, he's gone up. Paolo Maldini, obviously one of the the legends of Italian football. Yeah. But not only Italian football, world football. Yeah. People, you know, centre half, left full, one of the best. Uh, yeah. No doubt about it. Uh, he's gorgeous. <laughs> one of the best defenders ever um, he has turned professional in tennis at the age of 49 he's 49 49 do tell and he's going uh, Maldini and his playing partner Stefano Landino have won a wild card to compete in the doubles competition of the challenge tour in Milan <laughs> Tennis is three sort of uh, yeah, main of divisions. Yeah. There's the challenge is second. The Futures Tour, the Challenge Tour, and then the AP t- or the ATP yeah. Tour. The, yeah. the full tour, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like the non-league, the championship, and, yeah. and, and, and then the Premier League, yeah. But him and his partner will be competing for 30,000 quid in prize money, which will be absolutely nothing to him. But you can see that, that this is... this. 
that he likes a challenge. He doesn't want to stick uh, around. Hammers at home. But at 49, does this not tell you that anyone that sits around and says, I'm too old to do anything, mm-hmm. forget about it. Yeah. Forget Absolutely. about it. He's going out onto the elite scene yeah. on the tennis. So it's something you want to watch. And there's it? potentially, I'm, I'm sure there could be a potentially a master series where he could even try and mooch into that. You know, the way there's certain golfers who might make it in the pro tour but can qualify through the senior tour. Like yeah. It's not just open to ex-pro players. It's like you can qualify at any time. Yeah. So if there was something like a senior's... Masters, you know, imagine him up against McEnroe. Yeah, that would be brilliant, <laughs> wouldn't it? You cannot be serious, pretty boy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they got a wild card in and, you know, that kind ah, of... Fascinating. Kind fascinating of, Kind story. of making a nonsense out of uh, father time. Oh, stop. See, Leicester have ruined everything. Yeah. It's inspiring everyone to go, why not? It can happen to me too. Anything can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just a quick one. Celtic aren't taking their ticket allocation if they get to the... It, well, if Linfield get to the second round and take them on. It's in the height of marching season and it looks like it's probably with Celtic going, it's not worth the hassle. You know, maybe potentially it's like, look, let's get this fixture done and dusted. Let's put them to bed with as little controversy as possible and let them have their day out in Glasgow. Let's not go there and be a part of this. So if Etten does kick off, well, they're not our fans, as in, it's not our allocation. Maybe that's the ploy. Yeah, well, it's a bit like when you're playing a football match and you have some fella mouthing that you don't get involved. Yeah. Just carry on and yeah. and let it pass and then that's it. So, yeah, yeah I, I think it's, I actually think it's the right thing to do. I yeah. think it's a smart thing to do. And, well, Linfield have to get through, first of all. Yeah, that's it. San Marino's finest. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Anything else? Yes. Um, first for players. Oh, do you know them? First for players. No. Football agents. Yeah. All right. They are coming into the League of Ireland. They've already been in the League of Ireland. Uh, League of Ireland players are starting to take them up on uh, their uh, their agency. They, they kind of see it as an untapped market, the League of Ireland. Yeah. yeah. And um, now, you know where opinion is. Mm. They're taking a lot of money out of games. So I'm not really a fan. But then again, I was thinking about it then last night. And I'm thinking, well, if you have lads who are at the lower end of the game, that's a different story altogether because you're trying to get the best for them to raise a family, support their yeah, family, yeah, li- make a living. It's the other end where there's the Paul Pogba's and you're taking 50 million out of the game and it just mm. goes into the agent's pocket. That's a different sort of scenario. But maybe this is going to, uh, it's going to put a bit more professionalism into, uh, the players because now they're, they're, they're talking about this kind of thing but they'll negotiate contracts uh, you know from standard contracts to more complex net contracts but we'll, they'll also find uh, for the players off-field commercial opportunities and help them grow in, in social media so I think it, I think this even though I'm not a fan of agents I think this for League of Ireland probably till it gets to a certain level so if League of Ireland ever got to a certain level where the money has been taken out yeah. of the system big time. I think it might be a good idea for, for players because I think they've all done their negotiations themselves. And take what you can get at that level, especially with, with the wages they're on. It doesn't secure their future the way it would a premiership footballer. So if somebody can help them get that little bit extra, I'm all for it. Like, yeah, because I, for every player who's earned a bit of a wage, I'm sure there's plenty of players who have been taken advantage of, yeah, of in these clubs. So. Of course. I have no issue with that at all. So listen, we're going to wrap up the news there and we're going to go to an outbreak and then we're going to come back with our feature, uh, which is loosely based on obviously the fact that it's National Women's Sports Week. So we'll be back to you in a co- just a couple of minutes. Broadcasting to Lucan, this is Lippy Sound, 96.4 FM.
Welcome back to the big kickoff here on Liffey Sounds 96.4. And if you're anywhere else in the world and want to listen to us, we're on TuneIn uh, Radio app. So I had a look at a, a piece the other day, and obviously you've seen it yourself, and it kind of made me realise then that it's National Women's Sport Week. And there was an interesting piece. Uh, Rachel Brown Finnis is her name. She's the England, basically the current England international, or maybe she's just retired, I can't remember. But it was a piece on the BBC website about why Man United do not have a ladies' team. And she's constantly been getting the answer that it's under review. It was scrapped in 2005 by the Glazers. So the fact that I've seen that, I made presumptions that obviously they look at it and go, we can't make too much money on it and it's a cost. That's probably why. Um, but why she's really bringing it up again is there's a girl called Emily Ramsey. She's Salford-born, United, true and true. Uh, current England under-17 goalkeeper, but now she has to move and she's gone to Liverpool, of all people, um, to further her career because there is no United senior team. Yeah, it's... I can't, I can't, I, I can't understand why they haven't tried to develop. Yeah. I mean, now there is other Premier League clubs that don't, but at the same time, there's not a lot. A leader of Man United, considering everyone else, cities and Liverpool, Chelsea and Arsenal, there's no excuse. They, and this is only, they've only started up relatively City lately. are very early. Now, they probably were always there, but City have pushed a hell of a lot of money. But it used to be always Doncaster Bells. Yes. Um, there was Nott County, I think. Yeah, had, had yeah, that's so, right. So it was used all, to show the FA Cup on Channel 4 years. Yeah, that's right. Doncaster yeah, Bells, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was always that kind of, uh, we're not bothered about it yeah. with, the, with the Premier League teams. I, I, I can't understand why they wouldn't try to tap into the market because mm-hmm. When you look at women's football over in the States, it's huge. Yeah. When you looked at the World Cup, when the World Cup was on, and when England were in it, yeah. it was huge. It was big now. Could you start talking about yeah, it? Yeah, and, and it's not... It's Capitalise not, on it now. Yeah, it's not a thing that people didn't watch the games. Mm-hmm. People did watch the games. They were entertaining games. And obviously the game is getting successful in England because they got Carly Lloyd over uh, for the first half of this season, who she is the biggest sports star, or like the biggest soccer star at the moment. Yeah. I said soccer. Because she's American. Oh. <laughs> but she is the biggest footballer. And they had her over and she's had a great time and she won't rule out coming back. She said it was fantastic. And yeah. the, the level and there's t- some of the top Scandinavians, even some of the Chinese. So it could be the leading force in European football eventually. The French have it kind of sewn up at the moment. But yeah. City, I think, got to the semis of the Champions League this year, I right. think. Right. Um, so it's a bit surprising that they don't get in on the action as well. Uh, considering I, there's such a push on community and doing their little bit because these clubs are so big. They ram it in your face about how much work they do now, and yet you know you're not. But I, I'm, I'm not totally sure that it's all uh, United. Yeah, yeah. I think on a broader scale, I think I don't think I don't think they put full efforts into it. Mm. I, th- I think they could, it could be a better spectacle. I think um, on you know the likes of Sky and Eurosport yeah. now. I think there's a there's definitely the market there. They seem for to it. do it as a, a flavour of the month instead of it just being the norm. Correct. Yeah. Oh, let's have a Women's Day or let's have a National Women's Sports Week instead of like in sports news this week, Arsenal bet Liverpool two 0 and the women's not long after mentioned the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's simple. Yeah, exactly. You know, because they they give plenty of golf and tennis all the coverage. They have arguably one of the best international teams at the moment. Capitalise on it. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I, BBC I, are trying in fairness. They are trying. They have their own women's football show I think on every week I know BT did for a while but Sky have been very slow yeah they have which been. is interesting considering they're so great and fantastic and they love telling people how much they are um, they're very slow yeah no and it's, as you said there's so many different sports that women excel in yeah. I think we were talking about tennis yeah, yeah and yeah. women's tennis if Wimbledon was on and women's tennis wasn't on it's not the same no without a shadow of a doubt and they're more competitive it's, it's, yeah, it's more, more rallies more, more rallies, entertaining yeah. Uh, compared to the big hitters of the 
of the of, of the, the men's men. game, and the men's game can dip in and out of just being big hitters. Sure, but uh, no, I did say that a couple of years ago, and I said, "God, will I watch Wimbledon? It's all about big hitters." And then I watched a good few games, and I was surprised at how how many rallies there actually were. Yeah. So, but it can go through those phases. Yeah. but it, it, it's not it's not that fact. It's the fact that the talent is mm. no different than the men's. Yeah, the talent is there. You're just watching a tennis match. It's not because. Oh, let's see what the women are like. It's you know it's a good game because the, the you know and there. you know them well. Yeah, because yeah. it's well advertised and it's just well accepted now that it's just as good. Yeah, and so I don't understand why, in the football sense of things, why they're not jumping on it. Mm-hmm. And like a bit like, and it's another market. Do you know the way you're trying to find Asia? Let's go in crack a. What about trying to crack the women market? Yeah, and not just it's, it, peddle the same stuff over and over again. Yeah, because look, let's have a look at the sky. Have tapped into the GAA. Yeah, Chinese Super League. Yeah, anything Indian, Kabaddi. <laughs> I mean, I'm not messing, but I don't watch the Chinese Super League. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, I watched a, a game out of interest and a bit of another game. Yeah, it just didn't catch me. It's a bit like Italian football. Yeah, yeah. every now and again you can watch it. Why not have the Why not have the women's football? Yeah. I can't understand that. So that brought us on to also who is your not necessarily all time or current, but your biggest female sports star that you'd follow or admire. Biggest, well, listen, I think the biggest one for us um, is Katie Taylor. Yeah. Because Katie Taylor, she's a fighter who is just a pure out now technically brilliant fighter. Rega- yeah. So, Regardless of we her say, sexuality. Like, yeah. But, or, uh, yeah, exactly. Her gender, I should have said. <laughs> her, her gender. But when you watch her, you're watching her because she, her moves, her mm-hmm. punches, her, Combination her skill level... But they're exciting to watch. And she's fast. She's entertaining. Yeah. She's a good boxer. And it's irrelevant that she's a woman. And, yeah. it's, and more of it. And speaking of which, Natasha Jonas is her name. Yeah. She's a scouser. She's in the same weight division of Katie Taylor. And she fought her many times the amateur. She's gone pro. She had her first fight the other night and she won. So that's a potential headliner yeah. in the yeah. next year. Obviously, Katie Taylor, I presume, will be a world champion at this stage. But that could easily sell out any of them in yeah. England or Ireland. And that's more the merrier. Yeah. And... Uh, it's going to potentially be on a level then as, as the lads and they're going to be headlining the cards and some of the big Irish players could be kind of going, I want to get on Katie Taylor's undercard. Yeah. Because the respect that they give her. Yeah. yeah. You know? And you were saying about um, Anthony, was it Anthony Joshua? Oh, Tony Bellew. Just, Tony Bellew. It, it actually annoys him that he has to keep saying a woman or a female because he rates her that highly. He just says, no, she's just a top guy. And he's always going on about her. He's one of our biggest fans and he, he seems to always be on the panel when she's fighting because he, he literally can't get over how technically brilliant she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which is great to see and the more the merrier the top boxes that say stuff like that, the better. Yeah. Instead of it looking at it as a sideshow or something to cream a few more dollars out of people, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, gender shouldn't matter. And previous for me, Sonia was a legend. Old Sonia Sullivan. She actually got an award this week. I can't remember in, in Ireland. But uh, Jesus, what she did in, back in the 90s was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, well, the, that, again, there was something we were looking forward to. That. I remember yeah. being in work and, and thinking, great, the, the, the 10,000 or 5,000 yeah, yeah, metres yeah. is on. And got the body Chinese. Yeah, it was one of the world championships. Three of them came out of nowhere, blitzed it and never ran again. And she came forward. Yeah, yeah. I think it was well known. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the heartbreak of Atlanta 96, like that was hers. And obviously she had some issues. Issues, yeah. And uh, then I remember Sydney 2000 at about six, seven in the morning. I was on, had a night out with a few of the boys at a free house and 
three of us roaring at the telly at half six in the morning. What's on you? And she just came second to Jabo, I think her name was, the blonde girl from Romania. Ah, they always had great battles, and unfortunately it didn't happen for her. But she got a medal that she deserved. But she was the leading lady in in in, in athletics, and it was fantastic to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's there's also I think Team GB have uh, Jessica Ennis. Yeah. Who again? She lifted a country with you know how she competed mm-hmm. in the Olympics and and she was on a level with Mo and and that's 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 the great thing about it is that yeah. you have these people who will lift the spirits of of a, of of a country by just putting the hard work right in and doing something special on a running track on a yeah. tennis court uh, you know in a boxing ring yeah. or what have you so um, yeah no and there's there's plenty out there there's plenty out there that. Uh, we will hopefully have some future footballing stars that we will be uh, looking forward to seeing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially in Ireland, it's, football seems to be a massive uh, upturn in the ladies' game, isn't it, at the moment? Well, in girls' football, it's huge now. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's starting, they're really, a lot, lot, uh, lot of girls now are playing in, in their, it's their own MGL uh, yeah, that's right. league. So it's it's getting it's getting bigger and bigger, more organised, more organised, and you know we have we had P Mount in the Champions yeah, League yeah, as well. Right. So that was that was brilliant. That was kind of the spark then for for. And I suppose boxing as well will be quite big in Ireland. Like they really do push it as well, and it's very open like that. Yeah, well, I think we'll be talking to Ed yeah, yeah, of course, and they they can push that side of it. So so yeah, so to all you ladies, I tip my hat to you, and uh, it should be every week, let alone just one week. But um, is there anything else we want to? Because it's not just National Women's Week. What else is it, my good sir? Yes, it's Gay Pride Week this yeah. week. Right, here we go. Because <laughs> we talked about this and we said, right, what we'll do is we'll have a, a little feature and we'll call it, the, the you know, uh, a tip of the hat as well to yeah. gay sports people. Yeah. And it annoys us though. And, and then I started writing stuff and I, I couldn't stop writing because it, it annoyed me. And I, I'm just going to kind of go on about what, yeah, what yeah. happened. So it, it was only when I started researching gay sports people as a little feature for the show, that I realised I don't like the term gay sports people. Yeah. When I think about Martina Navratilova, I don't think gay sportswoman. Yeah. I think 20 times winner of Wimbledon and legend uh, of the game of tennis. When I think of Nicola Adams, I don't think gay sportswoman. I think Olympic gold medalist in boxing. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for Ian Thorpe, multiple Olympic champion. Yeah, yeah. We're in the year 2017 and we think, you know, we think we're liberal. Then why is it so many sports personalities hide their true selves? Mm-hmm. It's because t- of titles like gay sports yeah. people. Sport is not about sexual preferences. Sports is about challenges. Sport is about pushing yourself. Sport is about making long life friends. And it's about respect. Professional athletes coming out will cease to be a big deal when enough people stand up to be counted and just come out early and be prepared to take a few thoughtless, stupid comments from the few morons that are out there. For, long, for the long-term good for sport, for those individuals, and for, for their mental health and for humanity itself, we need to, more to come out early, one after another, in quick succession, in groups, or whatever way possible to rid ourselves uh, and rid society of the nonsensical view on gays in sport or in general. The, the oh my God, did you hear such and such is a gay comment, kind of annoys me. Like, that defines a person. Like it's abnormal thing. Like God will strike you down with great vengeance just after putting on, or after he puts you on mankind's naughty step. I'm hoping for the day that the gay sports people segment is a thing of the past. The great sporting personalities that we are going to, uh, to deserve to be appreciated for, you know, 
the joy and the drama they give to us, the hard work and dedication they put into their sporting careers. So I started thinking about it. I started, and that was a and party, I start, party political propass. No, but I started people. writing that out because no, it was right. the thoughts that came into my head when, no. we, when, we, when I started thinking about no, it. No, it is born. And, so, and National Women's Week... I was going to use the tagline, is born, because there shouldn't be one. No. It's just, they're bloody good sports people uh, all year round, and that's the way we want to do it, and that's the way we're going to go from now on, and I'm not going to tip my hat off once in a blue moon going, oh, let's talk about the women, or let's talk about gays, or whoever, whatever sexual preference you are. If you're good, you get talked about, end of story, no matter who you are. And that's, you're right in saying that, and that's where I stood as well on it, that it's annoying that we talk about it and we have to put a label on. Yeah. So your Katie Taylors and all these people and Robbie Rogers, who we're going to talk about in just one split second, yeah. a little clip of him coming out and he's still in the game in football. Um, it's irrelevant. Are you yeah. good enough on the field? That's all that matters. And if you're not, whatever. Yeah. You know, and that's all that matters. When you see a person, you shouldn't see a woman. You shouldn't yeah. see yeah, yeah. A, a, a gay person. When, when, when it's a sports person, you shouldn't see them as a gay person. You should see them for what the talent they have. Yeah. So it it only triggered with me yeah. when I was doing the research for it. Like it felt is, a bit strange. It's a bit stupid. Let's let's list off people who are women or who are gay. It's just yeah. like no, are they good enough? And who are who who are the best? And and appreciate them for yeah. what the, yeah. what talent they have. So we have a little tiny clip, a two minute interview of Robbie Rogers with a, a, a great American comedian. Her name is Chelsea Handler. And basically, he, he was at Leeds, I think, because I remember him at Leeds, and then he kind of disappeared for a few months because of this issue. It was, it was affecting his game, basically. And I'll let him take the, the reins here. It's basically about him coming out, and then he actually comes back into the game. So uh, here's a little clip of Robbie Rogers. You came out on Facebook, when you're, and you're 25, right? You yeah. came out in February. Yeah. And why did you decide to come out on Facebook? Um, I came out to my family in October, mm -hmm. and uh, I wrote... Um, a letter kind of in December and it was sitting on my desktop for a while and um, I was dating a guy in London and I showed it to him in February and he was like this is actually kind of good so I was like alright like you're effing with me like don't mess with me he's like no it's really good and I was like do you think I should do something with it so he convinced me uh, to post it and so I did close my laptop trapped my phone went to the Shorts house it was like Soho, Soho House of East London uh -huh. got wasted and didn't talk to anyone for a few days <laughs> oh I love it that you did that that way. Good for you. Yeah, it felt good. <laughs> and so, and then, well, they, I mean, the timing is great right now because there's a lot of athletes that are coming out. I mean, really, right? Cool. I mean, Jason Collins came out recently. Well, like, yeah, you know, true. and then the, the wrestler came out the other day. True. And so, I mean, it's a good time to be gay, don't you think? Yeah, it's a great time. Like when you're a major athlete like you are, when you're in the locker room with gay, after you make an announcement like yeah. that, I mean, is that weird? Well, that's one of the reasons why I stepped away because I was so afraid. I was so afraid to be in a locker room. So I stepped away for a few months and that's when I was living in London playing in England. And then I came back because I felt like, you know, the support was there and mm -hmm. that, that times have changed. Um, so I started playing with the Galaxy and uh, the guys are nothing but supportive. You know, they make jokes when we're in the shower, if the lights are off, they'd be like, oh, I wonder why the lights are off. Like, you know, Robbie's coming in the shower. Like, you know, like different things like that. And so, um, you know, there's good banter. <laughs> lights yeah. are off. It's like, hide the hot dog. <laughs> um, what, and so what are you gonna do about with the whole boycott for the Russian Olympics? Um, are you gonna be involved in that? Because are no, you gonna... I don't think we should boycott. Um, you don't think I we should? No, I went to the Beijing Olympics and it was the best experience of my life. And to take that away from someone, I just don't feel comfortable doing. Um, now, if, if people want to do that, okay, I'll power to them. But I would encourage people to go, to be out, to be you know, just g great role models, to, to compete and hopefully to win and not to, to hide any of that. I think that would be um, 
a bigger and more important symbol or just a stronger message. So that's interesting. Yeah. So there you go, good old Robbie Rogers flying the flag, flying the rainbow flag. So that was, uh, that was a that was a good little interview. I think on that note, what song is next, my good sir? Well, the, <laughs> one of the reasons why we're playing this song is obviously because of what we've been talking about. But I remember when we went to a stag in Liverpool. Uh, I can't tell you too much about it, but we ended up we were looking for an Arsenal game. And it was me, Grainbourne, uh, mm-hmm. Gary Cavan and what have you. We ended up in, uh, looking for a game and this pub had it on. There was, wasn't too many people in it, so we went in. We got a few drinks. I think Diego bombs were going down and we're in the toilet. And I remember a fellow coming in and says, great that you guys are in here. And, all. and I thought he just meant Irish. <laughs> I know. So it's great that you guys are in here, you know, having the fun. And all. I said, ah, yeah, it's great to be over, you know. So rest of the night was going on and... Just we just started seeing that women. Dude, where are the females? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> women were getting friendly with women, and men were getting friendly with men. And of course, we we just got on with it. We were having to crack the Manchester to me as well. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, we started talking to uh, a few of them, and one of them was a girl who owned the bar, and we didn't know she owned the bar. And she started bringing out free drinks for us, and she says absolutely delighted that you are in here you don't care about uh, it being a gay bar we're, it's a gay bar <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, but, but he says no, no oh, it's great that you are here enjoying yourselves now so they tried to encourage us then because they had a karaoke night on then I bet you so, own the bloody thing you wouldn't get off I can so uh, myself and Gary Kavanagh uh, decided we'd get up and this was the song that we sang that night You're listening to Liffy Sound, www.liffysoundfm.ie. Listen online, community radio at its best. Welcome back to the big kickoff here, ninety six point four. Yeah, we got off our soapbox there now, so <laughs> we're all happy here now. Anyway, uh, back in time. No, excuse, no blatant introduction here. It's sixty six, just purely to have a link with something sporty, which is obvious what we're going to talk about because they they never let us forget about. But the ultimate reason is so we can play some absolute cracking tunes. And I so think many. the fact that there's so many, I think we're going to fit in three because usually they're all between two and a half and three minutes in this era, which yeah. is great. So I think we might as well just lead with one. And then have a bit of a chat, go into another one, and then talk about 66. 66. So, uh, what are we going to go with, mate? I'm going to go with Day Tripper from the Beatles. Absolute legends. Anyway, 1966, my good sir, where such things was. You remember Muhammad Ali and Henry Cooper? Because the British always go on about it. Well, where he put him down. Let's put it this way: we don't really remember any of these, but we do. We have seen clips. Yeah, but you're told a million times about it, and 
Henry Cooper gave him the scare and Ali said it was one of the hardest punches he ever faced yeah. where it literally rocked him to his yeah. very car. But obviously Ali came back and, and, and looked after him and he had to be stopped. Isn't that one of the, the moments where you really think of boxer's chance, one punch chance, you know? Correct. Henry Cooper. Don't, don't say the two M's. Don't. I know you want to, but yes, it gonna, does. I was going to talk about Frank Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that, isn't that one of them that you say, yeah, yeah. that, that could have been so different? Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, no, I, I literally exactly as, as you were saying there, because it's just, that's the beauty of this game, especially heavyweights like that. He, he rocked them, but um, Ali finds a way as he always does. And he, he stopped him, I think in the seventh or eighth with a yeah. cut that he just couldn't carry on. Uh, another great Jack Nicholas bagged himself a Masters and a British Open in this era. I looked at this last night. That was he was the first player to do back to back masters in this mm. year, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't know if it's the last time it was done, I think it was Faldo. Was Faldo? Yeah, he done it in eighty nine ninety. Oh, I love Faldo, so I'd remember that. All right. Uh another legend, Arkel, won the Cheltenham Gold Cup this year. Yeah, he's in his lovely statue in front of Super Value there in Ashburn. All other uh, supermarkets are available. <laughs> <laughs> another Irish news of that year. Um Ballymun started construction in 1966. 66. Yeah. De was president and uh, uh, a little local army decided to blow up Nelson's Pillar in March of this year in O'Constry. Never heard of it. Anyway, moving on. Uh, and Paul McGinney was born in this year and a legend of the game, uh, Duxie Walsh, born in Kilkenny. Do you know him well? Don't know Duxie Walsh. You did mention him earlier to me. but Handball legend, uh, 16 All-Ireland senior titles, individual and numerous double titles and even two world championships in the Master Series. Unfortunately, he passed away last year at the age of 50, but a week before that, he actually won the Irish senior title again. No way. Yeah. No uh, way. I just know his name purely from, remember uh, RT had a sport, the sports show on a Saturday and it was the yeah, show, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they'd always do Irish things and it was, I always remember it in the background, Duxie Walsh, Duxie Walsh, because he was the only name because he literally won everything all the time. And he is a legend in the game uh, of handball. Um, and you know, you know handball, it's the one where you play with your hands, it's basically squashed in your, with your bare hands. Wall, yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, and you see them in, in all the guard clubs around the place. What was it, soccer stadium, or not soccer stadium, was it oh, something like that stadium? Sports Saturday, no, Sports I'm Saturday making this up now. I think maybe, it was along that, yeah. but that used to be on every Saturday on RTE at 12 o'clock to yeah. 5 or whatever. But, but handball used to be always yeah. on it. And it was Duxie Walsh, basically, right. in a nutshell. I'm sure there was others, it. but it was basically always Duxie Walsh. Yeah. So you would have known. Anyway, we're going to jump because we're going to have to quickly talk about England 66 after this. But this is the, uh, oh, what is it? The Love and Spoonful, is it? I yes. can only see Spoo. It's somewhere in the city. <laughs> somewhere in the city. And that's the summer that we had. <laughs> it's been and gone, hasn't it, Shannon? Gone. And I'll be back. It'll be Sorry, back. yesterday. Yeah. So anyway, we have a couple of minutes. We might as well. It's 66, so we have to talk about England. What was your, my biggest memory, obviously, and it's not a memory of the time, because obviously I wasn't born, but uh, it was obviously Pickles the dog. The yeah. legend that it is. The, the World Cup went missing. <laughs> and a dog found it. I often thought about it and went, it's a strange story. Did it really happen, though? Who knows? I mean, did someone, did someone... Some PR guru. Yeah, someone, yeah, exactly. Let's jazz up yeah. the World Cup here. Yeah, Pickles crisps. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I often wonder, did, did it, like, did it really happen? Dog just came across. It was just in a plastic bag, just in the bush. And he seen a bit of a tint of the gold and was 
dragged it out. Yeah, dragged it out, and his owner found it. Um, yeah, in the same World Cup, North Korea. Yes. Portugal. Yes. There was a bit of a fright, wasn't there? Yes, they did. What the, what score was that? Yeah, put me on spot here now because I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I was hoping we wouldn't go into that much detail. You put me on the spot now. I know. Oh, they weren't 2 0 up. Am I right to say? Or 3 2 or 3 0 up? And then they were beaten 4 2 or 5 2 6 0. No. Fill exactly. me in here, Sean. Exactly. Make me drown. Exactly. Here. But it was one of those World Cup where Eusebio, in that World Cup, Eusebio was the big star. Yeah, because everyone else. Yeah, that's Because right. that was going to be a massive one for him. And he literally got kicked around the park. I can't remember the game, but it was in Goodison. And God love him. How he lasted about an hour, I'll never know. Yeah. Um, not Korea lost 5-3 5-3 yeah. yeah Were they 3-0 up 2-0 up Yeah I think they were 3-0 up yeah. And they, they lost 5-3 But again it, it was It was funny how Eusebio went into a World Cup like that And everyone had eyes for him mm-hmm. And Pele And it's a bit like Messi When he goes into the World Cup Everyone has eyes for him But someone else seems to take over yeah. Just Like uh, Yamez Rodriguez took over yeah, in, yeah. That, in that World Cup But uh, yeah, 66, the goal that... We're dancing around here. We have to talk about goal, England. Yeah. <laughs> the goal that was, but really wasn't, was it? Yeah, probably wasn't. But who cares? They they, they don't care anyway. And none of us would care, to be honest. But uh, yeah, and another big highlight, obviously, was the fact that Roger Hunt and Jimmy Graves, probably arguably the two best strikers of that era in England, ended up on the bench for good old Sir Jeff Hurst, as it is now. And he's been living off that now for the last 50 years. Yeah, but... What a goal to finish Oh yeah And, and the commentary, the commentary I know as, as we're talking here It's like yeah At the very least He could have had that clip But the famous tagline There's people on the pitch the You think it's all over. over Yeah it's, it's a classic time And obviously Big Jack as well our, our, our national hero Our national treasure We've taken him under our wing You know it, it, I'm sure it was a great time at, at the time for everyone But like obviously The only reason why we know about it Is because they never bloody shut up about it I can't wait for us to win the World Cup <laughs> And we can ram it home So anyway We're going to finish on the Kinks with a dedicated follower fashion. They seek him here, they seek him there. His clothes are loud, but never square. It will make or break him, so he's got to buy the best, cause he's a. Okay, in the studio, we have two men who devote their lives to the art of boxing. Ed Griffin and Mick Kelly not only run Escar Boxing, but also have roles through the sport with Dublin City Council and the Irish Athletic Boxing Association. They are both here today to promote the club, boxing, and the challenges that the amateur sport has to overcome. Ed and Mick, welcome to the big kickoff. Hi, lads. I think what we'll do is we'll start off with the club first before we go on to a, a, a broader boxing chat. Es- Esker Boxing Club, uh, Ed, how long have you been homeless? Uh, who, who helped you out? And then what are the, the plans and the timeline for moving into the new home? Um, well, I suppose we started up in uh, 2012. Um, previously that, I was involved with uh, Lucan. I started boxing with Lucan in 83. Mick was boxing at a Phoenix Boxing Club in town. So we sort of came together in 2012, which is five, five and a half years ago now. And um, we went over to St. Dan's, school on the neat there. So we were in there and we saw all our gear in a shipping container, like which is sort of like hard. So on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, we train, so we're carrying stuff down every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, so we sort of seen the needs. So we approached the council. We come up with a strategic plan. We approached the council four years ago, four and a half years ago. 
just to see what the story was because you know yourselves like there's a severe lack of facilities in Lucan for any sports or any sort of community activity. So um approach the council then but you can sort of we were only really on the go, so you can see their point of view, like the, the a club could start up next week, be on the go for six months and collapse. So what they're trying to they're probably trying to see if a club establishes itself. And then so we we got tournaments going, we went away on trips with the lads, our boxes start winning stuff, so then we sort of felt a real need because we're sort of we're full up at the minute. We've eighty six members, but we split that into two classes. We've academy junior and then three classes. So that's when we approached the council on a serious level and all the county councils we met. Um, so really, what happens? What's happened there? We just said we'd start up a like a as much as saying on Facebook, like a fairly public uh, campaign, just that nearly to shame. The council into it, like trying it's an to enjoyable one. I, yeah, it was, <laughs> I, it was a bit of crack, like just doing it and all that, and getting people involved. And but the main purpose of it was just really to get the, the name out there, and then they sort of have to do something for you, you know. Whereas if you sort of just tippled along, like there's clubs on the go, like not just boxing clubs, but clubs on the go for 13, 40 years, and they're still working out of halls, like, yeah. like you either need you either you either going to drive to try and get home or you're just gonna you're happy enough in the hall we're not happy in the hall it's great like and it's brilliant it's it serves it served its purpose for us but we've sort of moved on now our boxers are coming into elite level boxing now so the hall's not really good enough so like what we normally do now for the last year year and a half we're, we're traveling around the clubs uh Drimna, st mary's and tala mulhudder boxing club they have rings and all set up so our boxers are able to get a, some sort of a some sort of like a, a, a chance to sort of um, get used to the ring and stuff like that before they go into competitions. So like that was the real aim of getting the club and just last week then we got full planning permission for the site just up the road from here actually up in Mount Bellew. So hopefully it's just getting the funded together now. So we have a few meetings over the next few weeks and we'll see where it goes in there like you know. Yeah, so that that was one of the questions I was going to bring up about <coughs> the likes of y- you're always on kind of Facebook. Uh, thanks to whichever clubs for helping you. Now, obviously, I presume he's would spare regardless, but it, obviously, he's travel a bit more for that very reason to get the use of proper facilities before the lads go into competition. That's yeah. one of the bigger reasons why you do a lot of it at the moment, more so than. Yeah, well, what, what, well, like we'd lads, we two lads in the national cadet championships in the last um, three weeks. Now we're on a break at the minute, but we two good lads, two young, only twelve year olds. And we brought them over to Tala um, and Drimna and Mulhudert over the last three weeks, just sort of getting ring time. And it showed one of our boxers last week. He was he was good enough to win the fight, but he was on the ropes and he was um, he sort of like he's a, he's a young lad. He's confused on the ropes about how to work off the ropes. Where if you had a ring up all the time, they'd be used to that. So like it's sort of you can sort of see the failing in it there. Like so it's like in in football in terms when you're training without football goals. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? You, you're sort of like... Well, and you would you'd be surprised how often that actually happens, that teams can't train with, with goals because they don't have goals to train with. They're, they're set up, up in their pitches, but where they train, they don't actually have them. They're so, just making do. Like, really, so you're making you know? do and just saying, listen, when you get it to a game, you know, see that, just shoot into it. So it's a bit like in a, in a boxing yeah. sense. You know, there's a ring, just dance around it and, and get yeah. used to it. So what we do is we... <clears throat> what would he have, me have making a normal night? About 40... So seniors, so 30 to 40. 40. Yeah, you have 40 lads. Yeah, so like what we do with them is we pair them up and they spar on the floor. Now, the, the ironic thing about it is they're probably getting more rounds sparring because they're all sparring at the one time. But we're, that's myself, Mick, Pask and Nyland are there. And essentially we're trying to watch 20 fights going on. 
between three of us. Now, it's just that the lads that we have with us are so well tuned into it. There's no messing around that, like, you know what I mean? And we're fair, at this stage, we're sort of used to, like, if you see someone going too hard or someone or something like that, like, you just switch it around. But it's just, it's just another thing. Like, they are getting lots of spars, but they're just not getting the, the right spars as such, you know what I mean? And so, like, what interaction do the, the IABA have with the clubs? Like, is there, is there kind of uh, advice, you know, help to grow the club, or are you left to your own devices, essentially? Um, um, it's a, I work for the, the DC, Dublin City Council and the IABA, right, as a uh, boxing community officer. Mick does it with me as well. Um, on a club level, <clears throat> it's not really like... Um, the IMA don't really have money, like, like you might have heard all the stuff in the last weeks. Mm. It's not that type of an organisation. They give you, like when you affiliate, like we affiliate, you get, you pay your insurance, you pay your, um, you pay your insurance for the, for your county, county board, then your provincial board, and then the IABA itself, the national board. As in terms of finance, there's nothing there. Like you might get, after London, there was a few bob there because they'd won a few medals from the sports council, but there's nothing really coming into the organisation. Right. You know, there's no grant system. It wouldn't be like the FEI where you can apply for a grant and get something in there. Is know? that why lately there's a big push for kind of professional cards in the stadium at the moment? Is that do they get a cut of? You know, they get a rent. They'd, yeah, they get a rental fee on that. Because some people kind of like, oh, it's ridiculous. The idea, of it, like, why are they? But it's obviously to raise money well, for themselves. Yeah, well, every ch- every ch- way, some people get on their soapbox and are giving out that there's too much professional on it, but yeah, they probably but, have no choice. Obviously, yeah. But the thing about it is, is like they're, they're getting. I suppose they're getting a guaranteed income, but should they've bingo there on a Tuesday, you know, it's Sunday. Yeah. So you could turn around and say, what's bingo doing in the stadium? Yeah. But I suppose commercial realities, they have to sort of pay the. The rent, like the re- what they really should have done was this was my opinion on it. Um, like there's an awful lot of history in the stadium. Me, me and Mick would have boxed there years ago, and a lot of everybody that's anyone in boxing is boxing in the stadium, like in, in amateur boxing anyway. Um, they really should have sold it during the boom and got a place purpose built, mm-hmm. you know, with parking with stuff and more centralized and stuff like that. But that 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 ship has sailed as such, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't be wouldn't justify selling it now, you know. That's just my own opinion. You see Mick Box, is he any good? Mick's very good, yeah. Mick's a great boxer, yeah. I'll pass you on to Mick now, he can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have all day. <laughs> I see a new box the other night, Ed. Someone put up a, a, a post, or was it yourself who put it up of a, a oh, charity no, one? Oh, you that had? was a thing from years ago, yeah. It was, um, that was just a charity thing about five or six years ago or something like that. It was just against another lad uh, from Smithfield Boxing Club but I was only Mickey Mouse stuff really you yeah, know? yeah. Like no, Mick would have won it uh, certainly looked that way yeah <laughs> <laughs> at the end I knew. but like Mick would have won a senior t- Lancer senior titles and stuff like that like a high level you know like yeah. I would have only done our, our okay juvenile level really you know reality look you know you're, you're coaching at the club Mick coaching at it yeah. what's the what's the pathway in coaching in boxing, like, is there is there different levels that you can go, or is there, what way does do they work out the coaching sort of path? There's different levels of coaching. Level one, two goes right up to three. Does it go to five? Uh, yeah, I think it does on international level. Yeah, goes up to five. I think it does. Yeah, we just basically start off with the young lads, and if you can work with the academy kids and get to know the, the young kids first, and just yeah, work with them. You know, teach them basic skills. What are the basic stance, skills? What are the stance, stance. jab, simple things. You know. Okay. Yeah, because like when, when uh, I coach football, so when I'm we're coaching football, it's all about their technique on how they they call it manipulate the ball. 
So, but so your your basic is your your stance it is movement of feet. Would that be an essential yeah. basic? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how do you? What way would you progress? Um, and how quickly do they progress at, at that age? It, it, when would they get to their elite sort of psychology, sort of mental Look, stage? It's, it's like any sport. Some kids cop on quicker than others. Yeah. You know, you could have a kid there. Like, like you could take the likes of Wayne Joyce there. <coughs> Wayne started boxing, I think he was seven, was he? About seven. Yeah, no, he's boxing at a high standard at the moment. Yeah, you know? yeah, he's, yeah. Was he 12 years of age, you know? But then we had, like, uh, Sean Nocklin his, had his first competitive fight in an all-around semi-final last Friday, and, like, he could have won it, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, he's, and he's just... He's, he, only, he's only at the game, yeah. He's just a little tank of a fella. Like, he's, yeah. he, I think he's 12 and he plays under 14 for Kildare. Some, some kids yeah. are just natural. So... Yeah, obviously, just jumping on that boxing, it, it, the, like use can work on so much. But is there is it more com- compared to other sports? Like a natural gift has to be there, or can guys literally mechanically work themselves out to be a great fighter? They can, but you you need a bit of bottle as well, and you yeah. really do. Bottles, everything in it. Yeah. You know, like that's like... Yeah, you get punched in the face. Yeah, but it's not... It's like yeah. there's lads with bags of skills there, like and girls girls now, like with tons of skills, like more skills than loads of boxers. But if they bottle it in a fight, it doesn't matter. Like, you know? I often thought of that. I hear that term. I hear, you hear it in different sports. But in boxing, I always thought, why would someone who goes into a ring who is there to fight. So he has that natural fighting instinct bottle. You know, the nerves get to them a lot. Just the nerves. Yeah. You know, a lot of kids, as soon as they go into that stadium, they just... Yeah, it's I suppose, yeah, it wouldn't really be bottles. It's just sort it's of just like... It's just the nerve. It's, it, yeah. it's, it's nerves really yeah. getting to them. And then... It, they, the whole build up to it. Isn't like it? when you actually think about it, like, like we were in the... That profession, there was a profession show on last night in the National Stadium. Um, it would have been sold out now. But sure, Sean... And Wayne are only twelve years old, and he boxed in the state the same the same ring the same arena there last week. So like they're only twelve, like yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, so yeah, any, yeah. even an adult is getting nervous getting into there, you know. In your in your your coaching, uh, does or will it? Like obviously, you're gonna have a new clubhouse, so it might give you a better scope to do things, uh, as you said, in a more elite level and 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 have uh, more more. What would you say facilities are going to uh, help out with that? Sports psychology, nutrition, body maintenance. Do, do you work on them kind of things now or is it something that you've been held back from doing? Yeah, we have been held back a little bit from them. Yeah, yeah. yeah like we had, like we, we'd sort of, well, I'm just speaking for myself and hopefully for me as well. Like, but like we'd come from sort of an old school sort of background of boxing. Like, now we had a guy coaching was that boxer as well, Dottie McCabe. Dottie's over and he does sports science. I think he's working with the Dublin footballers two years ago. He's over in Australia now working with the, the Sydney Roosters, is it? The AFL team? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Or is it the Roosters or the Rugby Leaguers? So, and like yeah, that. Rugby League, yeah. But he does a strength and condition with them and all. So we had him at us. And he's brilliant. Like, so when we get, when we get the club, like, we'll probably expand into having someone that does the nutrition at the technical end of it. Yeah. Whereas we'd be sort of like, the coaching, at the boxing end of it. Yeah. Whereas all this stuff has come into it now. Like, you see it in the high performance. Yeah, it's basically what you're trying to be. You're trying to replicate really is it the high performance team on a on a smaller level, really. Yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. what you're looking for. But come here, it's it's getting you know yourself in football. It's getting people involved. Everybody will tell you down the pub they'll be down next week. Everybody, or you're on the bus and people that have boxed, 
you know, but they just... Yeah, because that's something I have here about, like, when you're talking to people, everyone's like, oh, that's brilliant, yeah, I'll do whatever I can. And then when you ask them, oh, I'm busy next week and this, that, and you're like, without kind of too many false promises, like, what would you ultimately love from people from time to time? Not necessarily, I want you now, or you said you would, and yeah. call them. Like, what kind of things could people help you with that even on a smaller scale to get more and more people to help because that's what it is even at our level we're going to do a fundraiser and oh yeah I'll do this down the other and when it comes yeah. they're gone nowhere to be found See, in fairness but most people like, people have busy lives as yeah. regards like kids and stuff like that and we've sort of just like that's what I was just saying to make in the car outside it's actually hard we finished up training there about three or four weeks I'm finding it actually difficult to adjust to having the Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays <laughs> off like yeah. do you know what I mean because we're so used to being flat out that now we're sort of going, what am I going to do? I'm really bored. You're not bored because you know when you're back into it, you're into it for 10 months doing it. Like. Yeah. So like, uh, what else would it be? I suppose you're just asking people for support when you're doing sort of fundraising. Like coaching is sort of something where people really want to do it. You know, like we'd be very particular with people who's coaching with the club because, <coughs> excuse me, same with the football. Like you don't want someone coming in full of ideas and full of stuff like that and then they're gone in four months and then all of a sudden you're at, they're at the call well not saying what it was but they might have caused havoc in the club or you know interpersonal issues and then all of a sudden they're gone but they, they've left a, a, a trail of destruction behind them that hasn't well, that happened to us but I'm just saying like, you, you, to, to be a good coach for a club you need to have a good personality you need to be able to trust that person and know there's a bit of loyalty about them as well exactly yeah well, you need it it's you need to be dedicated to it, basically. Yeah. If you're either doing it or you're not doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. So when the clubhouse is up and going and you move in, is there a vision after that? Do you, do you have, like, the dream plan after that for Esker Boxing Club? <laughs> Martin Luther King, have a dream. <laughs> that tells me no. <laughs> titles to the club, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah a big thing with us is, uh, like... A, a massive thing with us is the sort of like me and Mick would be out and we everywhere we are like we bump into someone that's been in the club or has been in the, and like we we've been in America, uh, Chicago, New York, everywhere, everywhere like and the lads that are a lot of lads that were there they're not with the club anymore but they still have an affinity with the club, you know they're still happy that the club is gone and we mightn't see a lad for three years and they'll pop down, but they're, they're good lads, like, you know what I mean? So I suppose that's what you're sort of aiming for, as well as winning titles. Like, you're trying to really give people a, a grounding in their community as such, where they're not going out and, you know, smashing mm. things up or acting the maggot when they're on the streets and all that. And they've sort of, they can understand why when people build stuff or facilities and stuff like that, they don't want to get erect. Yeah, you know, so that's that's essentially what you're trying to breathe into them as well, because we don't we don't accept it when we're on the floor with the club and he messing around. So we hope that sort of like filters out in when they're back out in the community and all, you know. Yeah, it's got to like put across discipline in relation to what we were talking about earlier on. It's national, it's women's sport week, and as you said, we don't really want to talk about it because it should be just 52 weeks of the year, as good as it is. Your female box cup is a little great monster in in Ireland I think it's the only female tournament that you have how has that grown year on year it's it's an absolute beast of a tournament at this stage now isn't it yeah it's, it's massive we reckon that we, we probably have 400 girls in it this year we have, four, we have 320 registered last year about 290 boxing but um, we initially done it because we have about 8 girls in the club as well and um, there's nothing for girls on a well there, there's nationals and the Dublin's on but really like there's still that sort of machismo in clubs. 
not getting We're, the recognition day. Yeah, you know what I mean. There still is that. Like it's it's changing, but um, like even when Katie Taylor's winning stuff and all that, like when Katie won the gold medal in London, like between twenty twelve and twenty sixteen in Rio, she I don't think she boxed in the stadium once. Once I think she boxed in it. Like you know what I mean. So like it's like they have her role model there, but she hasn't been sort of utilised as, as well. Now she's gone. Now she's gone pro now. So. Where she, when she was amateur, they had a chance to utilise her star power as such. But she made a massive difference. Getting, but the girls' box cup was had to get in use, like you know what I mean. So like, like we have, we'd probably have near to four hundred in it this year. And it's not; they're not just from Ireland. No, well, we had Canada last year, Holland, Sweden, um, Poland, Poland mm. um, and All then parts of England, Scotland, uh, Wales. Yeah. So this year, like I know we had a few, we had a Mexican uh, team inquiring about coming over. So you. you they just, we've got a website now so they can register online, which sort of takes a lot of the messing around, like, as in language difficulties and all that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, I'd be good now, I'd say, like, this year, you know? But we do it down to CBS and Lucan, so the great venue, like the sports hall down there. Um, we don't really believe in having shows and uh, where there's drink being served as such. That's sort of our philosophy because it's sport, like, so we don't really want to have yeah. people on the the sauce as such you know because the tempers get well, it doesn't go hand in hand really does no it? And especially when kids are boxing like, there's, yeah. there's no need for it like, no te- you know like well if I know one thing from, from coaching uh, football is that parents are worse than any kids or anything so if there's drink involved <laughs> yeah it's a bad match well, we don't let the parents in, in, in into your the, training no we don't yeah. I tell you because well, I'm talking about your tournament so oh yeah but even the tournament but yeah. even on the training like you know the football you see parents coming up Watching the kids train and all that, and like kids are getting eaten out of, and only like whatever age they are, like yeah. like you know, like it's it's, it's kick around. With the, where's the boxing? When the the guys are in training, like like we 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 block up the windows and stuff like that, so people can't look in because kids are just constantly looking out at their parents, you know, and they're, they're not concentrating what they should be concentrating yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, you know? right. No. Right, well, what we'll do is we'll, we'll take a, a, an ad break and we'll come back and we might take a broader look at uh, amateur boxing. Yeah, that'd be great. That's okay. Broadcasting to Lucan, this is Lippy Sound, 96.4 FM. Okay, welcome back to uh, Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. You're listening to the big kickoff, and we've got uh, Ed and Mick in with us from Exeter Boxing. With Billy Watts leaving uh, to coach in the United States, uh, and, and he's doing a reasonable job out there. And I know there was a, a big disappointment because we had such a strong group that went out to the Olympics. Uh, was it was it because the disappointment of the Olympics? Was it because Billy Walsh wasn't there, or was it a coincidence? You know, we had thirty six judges suspended. Uh, was that always going to happen? What do you think uh, the whole balance of it was? <laughs> Somewhere up one word, the Russians. The Russians. <laughs> <laughs> That's as simple as that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> do you, but do you think do you do you think that that, that would have had an effect? Absolutely. Billy Watts leaving. Oh yeah, I, mean, I, I think so. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you dealt with them yourselves? Yeah, I would have dealt with when I'm in the school or when we're in the school. Sorry, um, we do our last four. We do a twelve week program in the schools. And then for the last four weeks, all the kids from around the city committed high for. So, what I had a good bit of interaction with Billy in the high performance gym like just on a how are you doing sort of base and all that like and, but um, have you seen him in action coaching or yeah 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 he's, come here he's, he, it, 
to be honest with you, absolutely brilliant coach. And Zor Antia, who was his assistant, now he's now the head coach. But the, the big thing with Billy was was, like, was people management. Yeah, you know, like like making sure boxers are staying to a particular lifestyle and. Do you know what I mean? They're sleeping yeah, when they're yeah. sleeping and they're, they're, they're running when they're running and they're not, and they're not straying off course. <clears throat> you know, and that's probably a big thing to come in with Rio is the disruption to the boxer schedule. Like, I know it was far enough out and stuff like that. But, um, like, you know, and then the, the Michael Conlon thing against the Russian would have snowballed throughout the whole camp. <clears throat> you know, and he was getting a crap decision. That filtered through to the rest of the boxers going in saying, how am I going to approach this fight? Because... If I'm gonna lose anyway, do I go out and I go hell for leather in the first round to try and stop it? You know. Yeah, like the judges is a massive thing in both the pro and the amateur game, and you hear it all the time. And if you look at any of the clubs that have yeah. have uh, fights on a on a Saturday night and they're giving out yards, going hell and earth to this go this either way, and that's the human element of it. But without getting too deep, would there have been a bit of let's clip Ireland's wings? In the last year or two, with some of the strange oh, yeah. decisions that have been going on, or I'd, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, what do you think so? Yeah? I'd, I'd say that um, see, Ireland got so successful after London, and even outside of London on the European and world level and all that. Like, like at the end of the day, there's only four and a half, five million people here. Like, and you're sort of competing with the rushes and stuff like that. Like every every European championship in the last the world championships in the last year has been in Russia or the former Soviet bloc because there's money there. And that's essentially like, if you're over, if it was over, there's a few tournaments that's been over in Baku and as Azerbaijan and all that. Um, and their boxes are cleaning up. And like, you, like, you can say what you want, but if a judge and a referee have been put up for two or three weeks and been brought everywhere over in a certain, uh, you know, in a certain, a certain lifestyle for the fucking excuse me, for the two weeks that they're there. Like, the pressure's on them nearly to give the home boxer a tight decision. You know, like that, that type of way. And it's probably like, it's just new, human nature, but, you know, the last European World Championships in the Western Hemisphere is such, I can't even remember. Yeah, true. You know, they're all in the... Soviet so the Europeans at the moment are in, <coughs> is it Ukraine? The Ukraine, the Ukraine yeah. they're all in the Soviet bloc, the, the Europeans. I, th I think the worlds are in, the worlds might be in Doha or something like that. But very few in the Western Hemisphere, like. very few. Like. I think they're in Germany. They could be in Germany. Just that they're completely undermining me all day. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are. I don't know where they are, but it's a long time since the, the, the majority are they're, they're abroad now, you know? Yeah, and I'm sure most countries are capable of, of holding these events. So but, Yeah, but sure, people put in, like the, the national associations, it's nearly like a smaller version of the Rugby World Cup bid or the okay. World Cup bid. You know they put in for these competitions, but they they don't get them. They seem to go where the money got, money is, you know, and that's understandable as well. But like once money comes into something, you know, to, you know, I won't say the corruption word, but once money comes into a well, you can say the corruption word because it's 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 rife in all sports. Yeah. So there is there is elements of it there, and and there is evidence. Yeah, you know, but, there. but you, obviously you can't prove it, so it's yeah. allegedly. But yeah. we, you know, but alleg that, allegedly we all nod the head to say it has to be there. Yeah, well, it's something you know, like there's a reason all these Eastern Europeans and Russian, not the people involved in the sport, like it's it's the prestige for a country for hosting it as well. You know, I think. I think Ireland hosted the World Championships in 91 or something like that or something like that. Like, Ireland's been the top four or five countries in the world boxing in the last 
for 30 years anyway since high performance kicked in. What does and that say about the Irish people? Yeah, but so, t- t- we're drinkers and fighters, are we? Yeah, but, but that's that's all that's all of it. It's, it's yeah, but same, I, yeah, I think it's the personality, isn't it? Probably more so. Yeah, it was the same emphasis on every walk of life in Ireland. Like you yeah. know what I mean? You see the politicians. You see it's a laissez-faire, nod, 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 wink, wink culture in this country. Yeah, and yeah. that's what's wrong with it. Like yeah. you know, and it's, it's it, it filters all the way down from politicians to sports to everything, and yeah. like that's why even the IBA and are trying to professionalise now. And like that's where a lot of the problems are coming from, in at the moment that you might have heard about in the last yeah, few weeks. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, you, you, when you're building a clubhouse, and 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 I know uh, through through the football, it, it, politics comes into it a huge amount, and uh, you can have some people who are on your side, some people who aren't, and it really depends on uh, at times what they're looking for too. You know, oh, so yeah, it's, it's, fun, it's disappointing yeah. in that manner where it should be about getting the best for your community. You know, well, well the, the, the thing with our club is like, let me can tell you as well. Like the thing with our club is like, like before we went to the council to gather support, we've thirty letters of support from uh, Lucan Special Olympics, Lucan Senior Citizens, Lucan Community Games, all these organisations that support us. Because we says, look, come here, when we're not using the club, we want to use like we don't want to sit in there like a yeah, white yeah. elephant. Do you know what I mean? Because we were at, I grew up in the area, like from here, like, and doesn't Lucan has less facilities than I had when I was nineteen seventy born nineteen seventy. There's less facilities in Lucan now yeah. than there was when I was born. Yeah, like how is that possible? Like, like you know, like Lucan, Lucan has houses and roundabouts and roads. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's thirty five leisure centres in Tallaght. There's one in Lucan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. equivalent population nearly you know well, that's the that's the disappointing thing that they see Lucan as a not a disadvantaged area because you know there's not bonfires going off and cars being well, see, Lu- Lu- like that. see that's 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 the, the the paradox of it like you're in because you're in what's seen from outside as a predominantly middle class area you're not getting the you're not entitled to grants that are going to less well-off areas yeah. So the less well-off areas deserve the grants and they deserve to get facilities. Exactly. But the Lucan, which has massive, massive youth population, and you only seen it there with the fun fair there three or four months ago during the summer. There's huge problems there as regards young people and police and stuff like that. Bored. They're bored. There's yeah. nothing to do. Yeah. Like. They're hanging around, get, drinking cans and all that. And come here, I don't blame it. Not that, I'm not giving out. I'm not... Yeah, but there's nothing, nothing there. Nothing down on them there, like, going yeah. out and acting the mega but There's nothing there, like, there's no. one new cafe, I think. Yes. Like, yes. there's, there's, there's 58,000 people living in Luke. It's twice the population of Kilkenny, like, of, of a city. And we've, we've won leisure centre. We might be getting a pool, like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might be. You know, like, come here, oh, you, I'm from Arctic of a Park, like, like, my mum and dad paid a tenner. Same as the days my dad would have paid a tenner in 1985 or 1987 because there was a pool going up beside the leisure centre. That's yeah. 40, 35 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. When, the, when it's built, it'd be brilliant for the, for the area, but when it's built. When it's built, yeah. yeah. Mick, <laughs> Mick, well, um, it's probably an obvious choice. Bernard Dunn, he's now the, the high performance director. All right. Eddie O'Sullivan ran for the job as well, I believe. So was it important to get a, a former boxer in the role or would Eddie O'Sullivan have been an interesting appointment? I suppose you have to give it to Bernard. The, the fact that he know a lot of the boxers and he's, he, he boxed himself. and You know, to have an in-house kind of guy there. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you think Bernard will bring to the, to the organisation? What do you bring to... 
because it, it obviously trickles down to, to the to the clubs like yourself. What what do you think he'll be able to bring, and what's his knowledge to be able to bring something to those clubs? Well, too? obviously, he has a great knowledge of boxing. Yeah. So I mean, he's hopefully it'll filter down through him. It won't be just elite, will it? You know, he won't just focus on elite well, or will. Well, ho- hopefully not. Hopefully not. He'll, hopefully he'll come around, visit clubs, and see what's going on on the ground, and and try and bring it through with all the lads. You know, just in relation to clubs and stuff, is it kind of more for the locality, like you? I'm not saying you should go and poach lads from other clubs or anything like that, but is there anything like that in the boxing game where... Oh, it does happen, yeah. It does, does it? Because you never hear about it, but like with some fella, I think I'll go over to there, they have a bit more of this or more of that. Or it, it's, it, a, lot of, a lot of cases comes down to facilities. Right. Kids want to go into a gym with facilities. It's as simple as that. They want to go into a proper boxing ring, proper dressing room, showers, clean. Yeah. You know? And has that cost you maybe one or two people? We've never really lost. Fairness, we've never lost a box. Yeah, happy days, yeah. Well, we've because I suppose, like, if you were just tripping around, like, where we are like, in, in the hall and all that, and not doing that and sort of proactive as, as regards getting out to clubs, going on trips, we probably would have lost boxers. But they know, like, even though it's been sort of a fairy story for a few years trying to get a club, they knew it was going to come eventually. So, well, we only have the site now. We don't have the club yet, like, mm. you know what I mean? But, like, that's what you're sort of trying to put into them like you know what I mean you're striving for something like you get it in the end like you know what I mean but you have to sort of work hard for, like I'm sort of glad we had to go through the nearly six years of campaigning because if it was just handed to you it'll be people just clubs setting up in, in four months five months they want everything yeah. and the problem is in different areas of the city and all I work around the city and all yeah, they're getting, getting it it's getting handed to them yeah. it's getting like there's clubs there's, there's two or three clubs that have been set up in Dublin city area in the last year and there's Clubs been built, and then they're bringing club, people in to run a club. And I'm going around these areas. I'm, I'm sort of going. I've got down with Mick tonight and Parcel and drag shit, drag, drag stuff up from a shipping container, four hundred yards. And these guys are looking for people to come in and run a club. It's built for them. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so like, that's, well, that's not that's not a bad thing. It's just brilliant. unfair on on. Well, see, on, on you our see, side here. It, it just you see the pro- what's going to happen. Just make it probably agree with me on this. What's probably going to happen in Lucan is, right, because now th- th- if there's no facilities put in, right, what's going to happen is what happened at the fun fair, kids are going to be going around, this car's gonna, the place is going to get wrecked, and then in about 10 years they'll say, these kids have nothing to do, let's build some facilities. It's too late, the, the horse is bolted down. It's actually happening at the moment. Nip it, nip it in the bud, like, like, get facilities in there and then encourage people to... Don't put obstacles in their way of setting up clubs. Do, do, like there's, there's Luke, Luke in there. Like, they're like with the, uh, the massive population, the immigrant population, all that. Like there's the cricket club. I think you see them up in the fields there and they're knocking around the field. Like, yeah. and then they're going in and changing the cars. Like, yeah. like there's a prime example of something that, like that's you know it yourself in the football lads. That's where integration starts. Yeah, you know what I mean. When kids are growing up, they don't give a two dams of what colour someone is or what religion they are no. yeah. you know no. but if if you're sheltered from that if you're not participating in activities or sport when you hit 20 and all that your notions of people from a different religion or colour and all that are coloured by the media and what people are saying down the pub and all that yeah. and, and, the, and the segregation that, yeah. that you have because I, I remember being in school and there was a girl who was in school with us and she was a Protestant yeah and there was a segregation there because we had a religion thing and she was separated and, you know, people were talking about her behind her back and yeah. 
because they're not integrating everyone as the same thing. But in sports, that's the exact same thing. So we need to integrate that but and get the facilities in. And I, I thought exactly the cricket thing. I, I was looking at them training, but they're up there in, in a field and there's dog crap around the place. Yeah. They're running around. You know, facilities need well, to be there. They're good lads. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? like there's, there's Griffin Valley Park, right? Great, great park and all that for walking around, right? When, when, the, when the sports complex goes in for the swimming pool and all that, like, there's no AstroTurf pitches there. Yeah. Like, Lucan has no AstroTurf pitches. When you think about it, like, you walk up to Selbridge, Condalkin, every facility has AstroTurf pitches. How many of them are Ferma, Tala. I have to go to Ballyferma to play. That's why I play. Like, when you look at the, you look at the yeah. players that The community centre in Leaslip is unreal. But that's Kildare. That's good. See, the problem with us is we're like one of the border counties as regards We're neither here nor there. We are, yeah. b- because parts of Lucan are in Fingal County Council, parts of Lucan essentially are Kildare County Council, so you're on the border, so yeah. you're sort of a peripheral figure. You're, sorry, you're per- peripheral area when it comes to funding and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. They're out there, you know, they're middle class. Yeah. They're all right. Or if you're on, like Fingal there over the Liffey and all that, that's Fingal, like. Yeah, like there's roads down there. I'm getting into roads now, but out <laughs> <laughs> this start. No, but there's no ramps. There's no ramps there in the road. But who do you give out to? I think yeah, but we have roundabouts. <laughs> no, my sister, li- sister lives over the bridge there, and I started going, "Who do you actually give out to?" Here? You know what I mean? Because they're on the border of Fingal, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we're on the border of South Dublin. Like you know what I mean? Like we're like the South Armagh, like of. Of, of South Dublin County yeah. Council. Well, hopefully, hopefully with with the the clubhouse, uh, the land that you have, you can build on that and 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 progress it and develop your club to the way that you want it to be. And and uh, it, like I said, with Luke United, for us, it took us a long time to get it, but when it does, it kicks off everything. Then, yeah. so you should start developing. What we're going to do is we're going to go into uh, a little quiz called Beat the Brain. Dave the Bugle, he doesn't call, you can't call him Dave now after this, all right? So after the next 10 seconds, you can't call him Dave. He won't even respond to you, all right? Yeah. Beat the brain. Ooh, yeah! Beat the brain! Right. Get a bit of a... There we go, Dave. There we go. Okay. So you are the guests. Right. You just need to give me... Do you want questions A? We're going to give five questions. Questions A or questions B? A starts first... B second. A. A. He's are going first. Okay. First question. Rugby. How's your rugby? Uh. <laughs> okay. We'll see. We'll see. The All Blacks beat the British and Irish Lions yesterday, thirty points to fifteen. But who scored the Lions' opening try? Um, Sean O'Brien. Sean O'Brien. One nil. Yeah. Don't yeah, well. be looking. Don't be looking. Right, Brian. Can you name the stadium it was played in? Yes. Um, Eden Park. They've been unbeaten there since 94. Just proven being proud. Very good. Very good. Very good, Too easy. What's your boxing knowledge like, lads? Oh, crap. Joe, <laughs> Joe Ward claimed his third European gold medal yesterday. Where was his opponent from? Russia. Correct. Now, you talked about this woman earlier on, and I panicked. Natasha Jonas started her pro career with a first-round stoppage. Also, where was her opponent from? Not a clue. I actually watched her finish it, seeing everything. Then I seen Joe Gallagher and went, oh, God. <laughs> um, 
European. She looked European. That, <laughs> na- that narrows it down. Yeah. I'm going to go German. You know, lads? No, I've seen the fight. It's that intriguing. Yeah. I have a guess, can I? Um, was she Polish? Poland! Get in there! Right, okay, okay. You don't get a point for that, but no, he's our 2-1 two, up. He's our 2-1 up. Okay. Skybet. I was looking at the back end, at the odds for the Premier League. The Skybet Premier League winner odds are out. Who was the favourite to win the league, do you think? Yeah. Well, there's Chelsea won it last year, didn't they? Um, I suppose there we Chelsea again, would it? Go Chelsea. Man City. Man City or Chelsea, yeah. Seven to four favourites. <laughs> Mix the, ba- the bookies, man. Here. He fancies that. Who's the second favourite, Bugger? I, I, I'd have to go Chelsea. Manchester United oh. 10 to 3 Jeez. Third favourites Chelsea That's betting yeah, yeah. Uh, That's only betting that's Correct only betting, yeah. But they're not normally Not too far off the mark yeah. Please bet responsibly <laughs> <laughs> Gaelic football lads In GAA Wexford played Limerick In the qualifiers Yesterday But who won Is it 50-50 for you Wexford won Wexford one, do you know what score it was? Um, I do, but I can't remember because I've seen it. Stop rubbing it in. It was a t- a p- they won by points. They only scored points, didn't they? Yeah, the other crowds. 12-11. Tw- yeah. Wexford win. Oh, the, uh, the pressure's on the brain. Brian, huh? Okay. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. Down also played Monaghan. But who advanced to the Ulster final? I have it written down here for the news. <laughs> uh, down. I hear. Down, Craig. Where are you going? I actually watched that game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a big shock. Everyone expected them on in, so no, I remember that. Gets in. Still in. Up down. Okay. Your last question. Ooh, okay. Where is Formula One? Where is the Formula One race on this weekend? So what Grand Prix is it? I always know the other question. Is it the, um, I'm not sure, like, but I know what they're, are they returning to Spain after a break of so many years is Spain your answer I'll go with Spain yeah he actually mentioned it earlier on did he he did anyway oh Oh, yes Azerbaijan 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 Jesus it's getting tense in here (laughs) okay Booger you need this to draw level who was in pole position for today's race Uh, my favourite Lewis Lewis boring Hamilton yeah Okay. Now he's a music producer now. He wants to be more respected in music now, Jared. Yeah, exactly. Tie break. I'm going to give you to get and our guest first, and then Bugo. Okay. 1994, Republic of Ireland played Italy in the Giant Stadium. We won one nil with Ray Houghton. Wonder goal. What is the capacity of the <laughs> Giant Stadium? And I'm gonna whoever has the nearest answer wins. I'd say. Have a think about it now. About 70. About 79,000. Oh, 79,000. I wanted to go a bit lower than that because I was going to go 78. Because well, I was hoping to be lower. You have your guess now. No. Uh, I think it's around that. All right. Do I go slightly higher? They said bang on 79. 79, yeah. So do I go one under or one over? Ah, <laughs> oh, here. 
I gotta go. Um, I was gonna go seventy-eight to be. So... Screw it. Eighty. Eighty flat. No, you're wrong. No, no, don't say that. Uh, the Giant Stadium holds eighty thousand two hundred and forty-two. Get in there. The brain wins on panels. Send them on their way. With Send you. them on their way. <laughs> <laughs> what is now? Listen, it's been a pleasure having the two of you in. Thanks, guys. I hope everything goes great for you in uh, with the clubhouse, uh, with boxing in future. Obviously, I have a son over there, so uh, try and keep him in it as long as possible. Uh, he's one of these kids. I know because I have him in the football. But he's one of these kids, and you probably get a lot of them now with the the PlayStation age, the the Pokemon Go age, where they'd rather be at home playing the PlayStation than than going out. But when they actually get out, they love it. Yeah, so, that's a very little. So I think keep up the good work, uh, and we'll support us as much as we possibly can. Yeah, thanks for your guys. Appreciate it. I say the exact same thing again. Like we'll help you out anytime there's big tournaments or any, or even if if there's big boxing events coming on, we might use your expertise. Well, even if you want to come down or the, the girls do an outside broadcast and the, the girls will up. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, yeah, you yeah. could do it live or something like that. Because I know Kelly Harrington, the one silver medal, Kelly's probably boxing it this year. And then because she's boxing on it, she'll bring an awful lot of elite over. Fantastic. So it'll be good. No, honestly, yeah, and uh, there will be there, yeah. All the senior champions. Fantastic. And obviously, you know, your enthusiasm and it's infectious, lads. And we wish you all the best. And hopefully it rubs off and a few more people around the area to, to push Luke and where it needs to be. But listen, mm. all the best, lads. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks. a million. Kooks where she moves in her own way. Literally been singing that constantly for the last two weeks. So I'm sure if uh, the wife and kid are listening now at the moment, they're probably going, oh God, not this again. But uh, yeah, two lads are brilliant, aren't they? Yeah, great. I know every road now around the <laughs> When we have our road special, uh, we'll get Ed in anyway. I hope he's listening to the car on the way out now. <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> that's, Good to hear that. Yeah, yeah. No, the two lads, are, and as I said, it's infectious listening to the two of them, and I wish them all the best, and hopefully there's plenty more people like that out there doing, doing a little bit. Anyway, we're in the final stretch now, everybody. This is uh, the final countdown. Mr. Shannon, we're going to go with Wimbledon, I think, starts next Monday, Monday week. Yeah, Monday week. Would you have an early pick? Um, Men and women are... I'm, I, I What's his name? Women is such a minefield because they're all literally so good and convincing us back and all that. I'd almost stay away from that. You're, you're guessing. It's hard. It's like the French Open we talked about before. Yeah. It's very hard. Andy Murray in the in, in the men's. Maybe the home advantage they might just push him on. Yeah, early on. Yeah, early. It's very hard. I go for... 
I'm going for Nadal. Ooh, I like it. I only seen a little piece in Sky Sports yesterday about him talking about when he finally got his first, and he celebrated that more than any other victory he had. Yeah. Like, Wimbledon's precious to, to all of them. Yeah. So that should be exciting. Um, can Russia find an answer within a year? Because they look very poor and ordinary uh, after watching them in the Confederations Cup. They, they look... They don't look like there's much about them as in team-wise. Mm. I, I, technically, I can see how decent they are, but doesn't seem to be a great morale behind them. They don't look no. like they're supporting each other. They don't look like they're a team. Yeah, the guys were talking about on TV yesterday what they're going to do in a year, and I was like, what can you do? Like, if you're Russian, you're Russian. Like, like um, um, Russian Messi's not just going to come out of nowhere, and it's a bit too little too late now, so you're just going to have to make the best of what you have. I don't think technically they're too bad. I yeah. think... I think they need a motivator. I think there's too many at home, yeah, potentially yeah, as well. Could be, could be. Because the money's so good, yeah, maybe yeah. get out there and, and, and a bit of experience Some in Europe. Some sort of motivator, Martin O'Neill type or whatever, just to get them going. And we mentioned already with Natasha Jonas uh, making her debut, that is going to be potentially a monster clash within the next year or two. Katie Taylor should be a world champion and that could fill out anywhere in the UK and Ireland. That's what we were saying about the, the, the women's boxing. It, this is starting to get exciting now yeah. because there's fights that you want to see. This will yeah. definitely be one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Dubs and Westmead today is their only one winner. There, there isn't. No, I'm. Go, I'm going to be honest because I haven't been impressed with Dublin at all. Yeah, at all so far. I'm missing Connolly as well. Yeah, um, Dublin should win, but I think it'd be closer than no famous last words. But I think it'd be closer than than we think. Absolutely, and just came out yesterday and noticed the Russian the whole 23 man squad from the 2014 World Cup are under investigation with statewide uh, doping. Oh. Yeah, never heard of. So even the football now are getting embroiled in it. Now it, that's all I know is the headline. But there's over a thousand under investigation and under suspicion. But that doesn't mean anything. But yet the the, the 2014 World Cup squad are in. Okay, but I don't understand why everyone isn't under investigation. Yeah. There should be an eye on every single team. Absolutely. Um, did you know, did you see a bit of a punch up at Royal Ascot? Who are ever so nice and posh, and there was, a bit, <laughs> there was some fisty cups the other day. <laughs> I just I only seen the picture of some look like a Newcastle fan <laughs> who sits in the stands with the top off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had his boobs out and was singing digs. That's all I seen. Yeah, no, no, that's all I seen as well. Um, who have I got here? Steve Harmison. Do you know much about him? He's a fast bowler, an ex England cricketer. You might have seen him in the league of their own and stuff like that. But he's come out. Uh, his autobiography and about depression and it's fascinating basically he said cricket saved him he was able to walk out on the pitch at 11 o'clock and take him away and take his take his worries away homesickness now it was more simple stuff for him he literally hated travelling and yeah. with being an English elite cricketer you're everywhere and he said it got so bad he thought about crashing the car on the way to the airport one day just to get not, not to really do damage but just to give him some extra time at home yeah. he hated it but once he got out at 11 o'clock and for the whole day he was able to get away from it but he said one of the biggest problems was ex so-called experts and ex-players were talking to him like that it was like a weakness or an illness and that it was hurtful to his game instead of actually putting their arm around him and helping him. And helping him out, yeah. Well, listen, sport is huge. Exercise is huge. And talking is huge. So if you are depressed, you all know. three of them, get out there and, 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 yeah. and, and seek that help. Yeah, absolutely. And just to finish, i just seen uh, footage leaked yesterday of the English... Uh, national team do you see them uh, you heard about them doing military training yes there's some video of them actually getting down and dirty yesterday it was a pleasure to see all these prima donnas getting getting roughed up a bit. they were getting roughed up yeah, right? all proper being dunked under the water underneath the logs Good. and proper being pushed um, and just to round up the usual transfer whispers that probably never come true there's a bold one from City today that they're after four fullbacks they don't want to pick of these they want all four of Danny Alves Kyle Walker Benjamin Mendy and Ryan Bertrand not a bad uh, 
they'll get Danny Alves Walker I, it spores me mad to let him go mm-hmm. to a local rival Mendy they'll get and Bertrand mm-hmm. possibly and of course just to finish uh, Ross Barkley apparently wants out because he's worried that he uh, will miss out on the World Cup next year if he's with Everton but well, he, I think the fact that he should stay at Everton that will probably heighten his chances well he'll have a better chance of playing because he's not going to uh, no spores are looking for him but yeah. and Chris Willock you know him well yeah, 19 year old from Arsenal uh, looks set to sign for Benfica. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And Glenn Whelan, uh, Stoke want double the money for him to go to Villa. Would that be a good move from him? Or is it the beginning and the think, end? Yeah, it's the beginning to the end, but it'd still be a good move from him. Yeah. So uh, that was it. Chavers, have, have some fun today, my yeah, good Yeah, good, good, good show. Yeah, good show. And a cracking show. And it was good to have the lads on. And uh, yeah, I think uh, that's our sign off. That is our sign off. Uh, next week, hopefully, we'll have uh, Think Perform Sport. 